BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. We have another fantastic episode for you. I want to congratulate Travis Irvine for a successful Mm. parade. I love a parade. You know me, Ben. I love a parade, especially when you're trolling the governor of your state and you're right behind him and all his volunteers. Good times. (laughs) How sad and pathetic is your life if you volunteer to be in a parade for Mike DeWine? (laughs) Exactly. What a sad state of affairs for an individual. Wow. I have a free Saturday. (laughs) If I'm working for free, I'm doing it on behalf of things that matter. Right. Like bringing back the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. 24 hour vigil. Absolutely. (laughs) All noble efforts. And in our case, of course, all we had was four lovely volunteers with head pack homebound entrepreneurs against DeWines. And we were following the entire DeWine campaign. Uh, one of us was dressed in a giant pig costume as Mike DeSwine. <laughs> one of us had our big spill DeWine banner and people in the parade could not stop laughing. And all they all want to know, did we do it on purpose? And no, we didn't. It just happened that way. So there you go. Well, fantastic. Of course, Mike DeWine, the governor of what was the great state of Ohio, and it can be again mm-hmm. as long as we get these corrupt, disgusting, crunchy politicians <laughs> out of office that they don't belong in in the first place. Well, speaking of crunchy politicians, mm. we have to start today's episode with a little bit of sound. It's music and it's Ooh, music to it? the ear if you're deaf. So this is a woman. Her name is Linda Polson. Now she's a creative gal. She's 80 years young Mm -hmm. and she enjoys the most up-to-date cultural references. And she said, I'm going to put them into a rap video and I'm going to use my rap video in order to promote my political campaign for the 12th district of Utah. So this is the rap. And I want to talk about it in the context of when should we have age limits? <laughs> when should people not be allowed to run for office? You have to be 36 or older to run right. for president. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a need for a cap? We look mm-hmm. at the Supreme Court. Many of these people, Clarence Thomas specifically, I believe the oldest member on the court now, without a doubt, has to wear a diaper. Mm-hmm. They are so mm-hmm. old. We had Strom Thurmond in office. 
well oh. beyond her, his years. He used to fall asleep constantly. Bob Dole was still at it for quite a while. Chuck Grassley, we, your Chuck boy. Grassley is still in there complaining how he can't go to family dinners <laughs> and family events because he has to work. It's time to retire. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, oh. all of these old geriatric people have way too much power and zero understanding of what people actually think in this country. So the question is, when is it too old <laughs> to hold some of the most powerful positions in the world? But let's play this song from Linda Paulson. And she is just showing us once again what the boomer generation is capable if they don't put their mind to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Utah District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name okay. is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. Constitution. I tried to get huh? another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro oh. freedom, pro-life, pro-police. The right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less uh -huh. government control and regulation oh. want to stop and expose all political corruption see that one i do integrity, like yeah morality, i just don't know if she's gonna do it accountability <laughs> government right. programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family <laughs> as the fundamental unit of society but in schools uh -huh. they're pushing for new oh beliefs my. Just to clarify this, because there's some who can't define this. As a female adult, I know what a woman is. There you go. Oh, uh, you know, it's important to be able to define what a woman is. It Wait, is. Does it that. keep going? Is that it? No, that's that's it. It's 57 seconds long. Oh, this damn. is a campaign ad, 100% real. It's been fact-checked. And again, if you are in Utah, District 12, Wow, this is a Senate candidate that you can really get behind and law as long as you're not in traffic, because I don't think she's sober enough to drive. <laughs> age. Mm. Nearly three in four Americans support age limits on politicians. <laughs> this is according to a recent study that was done. The vast majority of Americans across all political parties and age groups favor a maximum age limit for elected officials. This is according to a CBS News slash YouGov poll in which 73% of the respondents approved of the idea. Now, what number should we attach to the mm, age that you can okay. no longer run for office? Mm. Most people said the age should be around 70 or yeah. at the very least, 40% of the respondents said 70 should be the age, and that was the highest percentage. Around 18% uh, said 80 should mm. be uh, the age Ugh. of cutoff. Mm, but I think that's only it. getting up there a little bit. Mm -hmm. But really this plays to the larger question of connectivity between the generations. Mm -hmm. And as time has progressed so quickly over these past what was it since 2008, since a smartphone uh, came out? I just feel like the distance between the generations, between the youth right. and the elderly is mm. so extreme. And I think it's more extreme now than it was in like the 1600s, Absolutely. 1700s. Absolutely. And you do have to make the uh, assertion that at some point you just hit an age and you can no longer relate, relate to constituents. Right. But of course, theoretically, these constituents are the ones who are putting you in office. So what do you guys think? an age limit should be, or what should the age limit be to run for political office? Well, 70 does sound like a spot on number. We actually do have here in Ohio in our constitution that 
Supreme Court justices in Ohio uh, have to retire after 70. So if you turn is 70. Right? Dur- yes. So we actually have an Ohio Supreme Court justice who is retiring. Now, unfortunately, she's a Republican who actually sided with the Democrats when it came to our redistricting fiasco oh. here in Ohio. So she was actually uh, voting four to three. She made it a majority vote against our illegal gerrymander maps. Of course, uh, David Pepper referenced on our great interview with the David Pepper mm-hmm. uh, episode. So that's a downside, right? She was actually doing the right thing. But now because of that age limit, she has to leave and the Republicans are going to probably run a more uh, redistricting fiasco friendly person in her place who will side against the Democrats. So that's a downside. But I agree. I think 70 is a good age because beyond that, that's when people really start getting kooky, right? Your Joe Bidens, your Donald Trumps, even your Bernies feels too old sometimes. (laughs) 80, I think, would be pushing it. Um, but this Linda lady, what she, she's running for state senate there in Utah. Is That'll that what be I... state senate in Utah, District Twelve? She is eighty years young. Oh my God, she <laughs> is. She is showing that she has a little spunk left. To be right. fair, sure. The one thing I would, and I, because I'm in agreement in in theory. Mm-hmm. And in spirit, when it comes to mm-hmm. you're too old, right. get the fuck right. out of here. Right. The concern, I suppose, would be midsummer mm. when all of a sudden it's like you're 65, <laughs> better go jump off that mountain. <laughs> right. Of course, they're not dying. Right. But without their political success, who is Nancy Pelosi? I don't think that she would even know who she is if she's not the Speaker of the House or in the House of Representatives. What? Does it mean for our society if all of a sudden we start being like, you're too old, grandma, mm-hmm. grandpa, time for mm-hmm. you to get out of here. Do we just throw these people away like we do with our elderly folks in this country, which is unfortunate, which is why, again, the scandal that should have rocked Cuomo's entire career uh, among m- many of them uh, was the nursing home scandal. Right, right. Nobody right. seemed to care about because they're like, well, they're old. old they're going to die anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You end up with politicians who just hang on to their power for way too long. I mean, Chuck Grassley and Dianne Feinstein, the two highest ranking senators mm. on the judicial committees in the Senate are perfect examples. Both of them equally, no matter which side you're on, increasingly out of touch as they continue to just get older and more geriatric and Goodness. less and less in touch. Out of touch. But could this be couldn't this be solved if we don't do a strict age cutoff? Let's say we don't do that. Couldn't it be solved with term limits? Okay, yes. Sure. I agree. I agree with term limits 100 percent That goes regardless yeah. of age. There should not be you should not be elected. A lifelong Supreme politician. That, no. No, a lifelong should, Supreme absolutely, Court. Absolutely, absolutely not. That goes without saying, no matter what age you are, I'm not okay with lifelong politicians. I don't like that that they, we're just putting a number on it. Outside of the legal confines of the law, I mean, like, don't have sex with people under 18. Outside of that, I think age is really just a number, and it's more about cognitive, like where you are cognitively. Mm, I don't want to cut off the really old because they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. But I also don't want a guy in charge who can't, like, I don't know, install his own printer. You know what I mean? I don't. (laughs) It's a very specific attack. I'm not attacking you, Ben. It's also an old person's attack because (laughs) who installs printers anymore? (laughs) Hey, we still use them. We, we, you know. Oh, I see. That's exactly. That's a really good concept. Who even still uses printers anymore? Things like that. Mm -hmm. I would want more like a more like a test to see if you understand what a computer is, and also can you write a check and do you know how taxes work? Wow, write a check. I don't think the young then the young people aren't going to be able to get in. That's what I'm saying because if we start. 
start playing this age is a number thing, then we start kicking out the too young because you mu- you don't understand what the world is like if you're only 30. Or mm. maybe you do. Again, age is just a number. I think we sh- it should be more about how aware are you cognitively. And I do like the cute saying that age is just a number, but it is a number that is a determinant to how much longer we have to live. So it is just a number, but it's also like if I see someone 19 or 90, I'm like, if I have to change bodies with one person, I'm going to go with a 19 year old just because I think I have a little bit more time. I mean, you can get hit by a car or bullet or anything at any time. I'm just saying, I'm assuming if the, if things work out as they kind of should, that 90 year old is a walking corpse. Right. Age is not just a number. It's also a countdown for how much longer you got. And it's TikTok <laughs> all the time. It is. <laughs> That's why I'm so goth with my birthday. I say birthdays are for the dying, funerals are for the living. There you go. I appreciate also noting the, the cognitive uh, elements of running for office because Lord knows we don't have tests for those. I mean, you have right. plenty of politicians who are getting in there. You, you don't have corruption tests. You don't have, you know, integrity, honesty tests. You know, I'm thinking right. obviously of the tax collector there in Seminole County, Matt Gates's buddy, yep. uh, who was just sifting through old driver's license. Like, well, he got the job somehow. Right. Um, but so cognitive tests, age tests. I mean, but, you know, in terms of term limits, this woman, Linda, right? It sounds like she's running for the first time at 80 years old. Mm. Well, she is a career politician. So I okay. don't know. This isn't the first time. So she's been she knows what she's doing when it comes to politics right. and political ads. Right. But not not with rapping. The only thing 80 year old white women should be rapping is Christmas gifts that nobody wants. Whoa. Uh, hello. More hey. socks. I love it when grandma gives me socks. Oh, it's awesome. The older I get, the more I'm like, I could have used some more socks Please, actually back stuff. in the day without a doubt. But not to be too contrary in here. Uh, not like Charlemagne the Gord. Okay. <laughs> that was if Charlemagne the God was indeed. A, a pumpkin. Yeah, you <laughs> get it. Funny. Could this open up the door for discrimination? It already did. Mm. Because, well, when it comes to, as you guys were discussing, tests, cognitive tests, mm-hmm. it does ring a little bit like poll taxes, mm. Uh, mm. you know, penmanship tests or whatever, mm. reading tests that they used to do. cursive. But then again, again, these people are running for political office. This isn't a, a um, this isn't about the, the vote, which obviously right. you have a constitutional protection to have. I just wonder if it could open the door to certain, I don't know, psychotic people making sure that you pass some purity test or right. I don't know. It's just like, it's what kind of questions would be asked, asked and uh, how do we make sure that it doesn't, you know, just create an unfair environment. That highlights right. a point I was thinking that I that I wanted to make earlier by what you said um, about the difference between the 60s or and right now, the difference yeah. between 2008 versus right now. That doesn't necessarily reflect on age. Some people just don't, you know, just don't advance with technology or just don't want to learn new skills. Sure. Maybe that's what it is. I, I'm trying I mean, to I'm going it. back in time. Everyone knows as soon as I'm done, blabbing, 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 I'm getting my flip phone. Mm. And it's going to have email, it's going to have text, and it'll have phone call. So and you're a Luddite. Is that the word? A Luddite. Yeah. So yes, I will be, even though I won't be, because I'll be fully connected still. <laughs> this is all I need. I just don't need to look at Instagram anymore because I'm so sick and tired of everything that I look at being cake. Mm-hmm. And it's lies. Well, and it's disgusting what they do. Well, and you, you do bring up a good point, Ben, that if you do start to s- set up any kind of arbitrary 
elements to running for office. Um, in addition to all the elements there already are, you know, just the, the idea some places have fees, right. To get on the ballot where if you're not with a prominent political party, you can't really even afford to get on the ballot and more, you know, working people don't really have the time. The people who get involved are people who have access to actually putting in the time in the first place. So it's almost like, you're gosh darn right, and my God, <laughs> hold on! I just bought her album on iTunes. It's oh, real! Fantastic. It's a real classic. It's a who's who of who should not be running for office. I'll tell you that much. Hands off my bunt cake. It's a fantastic song. It's track three. <laughs> Hands off my bunt cake. There, get out of here. I have a bunt cake, and I'm planning to use it. And uh, shove it up my rear. You can imagine some of the lyrics there. So former President Jimmy Carter, the oldest living president at 97 years. Wow. Old in this case. Mm-hmm. He's earned uh, He has earned it. And that man is a true hero. Someone again, what an era. I know the presidency, maybe not the best four years in this country's history, but at the very least, at times so innocent that he, he, he sold his penis yes. for because right. he was like, I can't have a conflict of interest. And you know, big peanut, if I you know get in big, big peanut. peanut's pocket, that people aren't going to trust me no more. That's right. All the cartoons with uh, Mr. Peanut going into the White House, just being like, I'm here to I'm here to get my, my goods. I'm here to get my hand out. <laughs> so Jimmy Carter had a good heart and has good morals and has helped countless amounts of people with his um, homes for humanity. So Jimmy Carter said, I hope there's an age limit. Carter was 52 when he took office. He said this in 2019. He says, if I were just 80 years old, if I was just 15 years younger, wow, you know you're old. That's when you're 15 years younger at 80. I don't believe I could undertake the duties I experienced when I was president. So, wow. He understands what, it like, what it's like to sit in the Oval Office, sit in the most powerful chair in the world. And from his calculation, he thinks that uh, it's too old and he couldn't do it at 80. And so perhaps there should be some kind of cutoff or I don't know. Then again, I guess it is also in a true democracy up to us. Right. If they're just too old. Mm, we, we can say that. Them. Yeah. My friend, Jessica Tarlov, who is great. She's like the uh, normal Democrat per gal on, uh, on Fox news. And her, I don't know how she does it all day long, but she does it. But she did write an article saying that we can, that the democratic party is being a little ageist mm. when it comes to criticizing Joe Biden. But mm. I also, feel like he's the president and it's fine to say that he's old. Yeah. Cause he is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, when you're young, you get told all the time that you can't do something, shouldn't do something. Mm-hmm. You're too young. Get out of here. Right. And I think it's hard for, you know, people of a generation, especially the Gen Z generation that is now starting to see some election, uh, right. um, uh, political power with some elections, some Gen Z people running for uh, the house of representatives and potentially going to win. I think that they deal with a lot of age discrimination as well. And oftentimes when they discuss specifically when it comes to the second amendment, as we see the school shooter generation, um, which is just so disgusting and sad to even say, they take these when it comes to, you know, ARs and those sort of AR 15s and gun rights, they have a much different perspective. And I think Mm -hmm. that perspective is valid. And I think Mm -hmm. it's needed in the public discourse and they need to hold these power. They need to hold positions of power to have this in the public discourse. And I think that's one of those age disconnects that is really stark and extreme. Uh, my, my gal was telling me she has a 10 year old son 
who's like incredible. And uh, for gym class, do you guys want to hear a heartbreaking story? Uh, so uh. in gym class, one of their, you know, when he we were goes gym, to school in Texas, right? He's in San Antonio. Uh, when we were growing up, we got a little dodgeball, you know, maybe uh, maybe some of those little uh, fake hockey sticks that were really hard and that would really yeah, hurt. Yeah, I remember the, those. The plastic yes. puck and you always just hit your friends with it. Rollerball, where you when when you got to roll oh, around, everyone gets really, hurt. Yeah, in that. It was really fun. My God, but those were like team sports, you know, and you kind of learn stuff from that. Uh, for Eli, as a ten-year-old. They practice jumping over the fence oh, to get it. away from I a school it. shooter. And that's part of their cali- calisthenics. Calisthetic- yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I was told that I was like, oh, that's like the saddest thing that's I've a ever You're describing it's a dystopian yeah, it's nightmare. the saddest thing. The, 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 what about the, what do the fat kids do? They're just like, well, I'll just, I, I guess I, I'll try to absorb the bullets. I don't know. No, Yeah, that's the thing. Because back in the day, the pull up challenge, which I could never do, you're just embarrassed. And now they're just like, and you're dead. And all also, you couldn't jump over it, could you? And now you're dead, fat Chris. You knew you were supposed to lose weight. But that is a generational difference. Exactly. That yeah. I think a lot of older politicians simply don't understand why right. um, the the emotional attachment to what we're seeing with the mass tragedies, the mass murder that is occurring all over this country. Obviously, Uvalde just being the last one. And that's just the one that made news. Right. Because it happens all the freaking time. And it's so sad that it is occurring as much as it does to the point where it's just part of gym class now learning to jump over the school fence under the guise of mm. exercise just in case there's a school shooter. Right. So it's a twofer. So that is something that is one of those reasons why we need to have a churn mm-hmm. of politicians, yeah. not just the same stagnant, nasty old rickety politicians that we have now. We need the river to be flowing. Otherwise, it just becomes a real mucky lake. Right. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you want all ages of politicians coming in. I mean, you think of the founding fathers. So many of them were super young. Alexander Hamilton, Thomas Jefferson in their early 20s during the American Revolution. But then they also had Ben Franklin, who was an elder statesman. He was the one they had to send to France because France loved Ben Franklin. So you kind of do need all of those opinions working together. You need to have the guy who knows how to write a check in the checkbook. And then you need the kid who knows how to send uh, money on Zelle or PayPal or Or Venmo or whatever it is. And when I think of diversity, I think of the Founding Fathers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the people they own, you mean? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I I mean, the thing with with age and like this Linda Paulson, her little ad, she knew exactly what she was doing, I think, because she was hitting both. She was hitting. She wants to get the youth. She's trying to go for that youth book. The message isn't important because the mess the the rapping is what's going to get the youth. And the message <laughs> she was clear. She's for guns. She she you know she even attacked trans people at the end. I know what a woman is. I mean right. she she knew exactly what she was doing. And right, this is this is why I still think eighty year olds can get in politics because this woman knew what she was doing. I don't like right. it, but you know there's still game to be played even at right. her age. Yeah. Well, you know, it reminds me of one of the more classic presidential debate moments. 1984. I was a baby, so I don't remember this personally, but this is one of those classic stories where Walter Mondale was running against Ronald Reagan and they kept bringing up age as an issue where they were like, Ronald Reagan's too old. At the time, he was the oldest president ever elected at 69 or 70. And so Mm -hmm. Walter Mondale in 84 for Reagan's reelection was saying, you know, we're trying to make age an issue. And then it comes to that classic debate where Ronald Reagan's like, I don't want age to be an issue and I refuse to make it an issue in this campaign. 
my opponent's youth and inexperience. I will not use it against him. And he classic. turned the tables on him. And it was classic Reagan. Obviously, the ironic thing was that Reagan was slowly losing his mind to Alzheimer's at that time right. and got yeah. reelected anyway. He had dementia and was actively lying. Although after you have dementia, is it still lying? I don't know. <laughs> right. no, you're just having fun. You're just hanging in there. Well, and this is one of those areas of bipartisan support. When I say uh, support for you're too old, get out of here is basically the message that I'm getting to. Diane Feinstein, people that work for her are like, she's lost it, dude. She's lost it. And then Diane, you, Diane, you are wetting yourself right now. And then you got Chuck Grassley, who was uh, sniffing around her age as well. So you can imagine the amount of jello that served in the cafeteria. Man, this has too much salt. I can't imagine. Everyone's always like, oh, my God, they cooked for a president. Other than Obama, I don't know what the tastes were of these presidents. Maybe W still had a couple of taste buds left. But, yeah, if you cook for a president and it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, I'm like, you must be a pretty shitty chef. Because mm. they don't like seasoning. Right. Yeah. It comes full circle. You're just serving them baby food again. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. Will it ever occur? Will there be an age limit ban? I have a feeling the answer will be no, because the people in charge are all old. My understanding is the only office that has an age uh, bracket is presidency, right? You have to be over 35. But other yeah. than that, you can, as long is as you're 35, 18, 36, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's 30 for Senate, 25 for Congress, and then okay. 30, 35 for president. Oh, okay. So they mm-hmm. already do have the opposite bands. Let's elect a 25 year old uh, Senate. What is it? A, a Supreme Court or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. term limits. I'm going to go with term limits on all of it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right. Well, speaking of cultural differences, let's talk about book banning. Mm. The equivalent of book burning uh, Mm. basically is what's happening. So far in 2022, there have been ban attempts on 1,600 different titles. Now, these books are mostly uh, being banned from the right. Members of the Proud Boys, Mm. they're an extremist right-wing group. We all know that. They showed up at school board meetings in Illinois where there were access to books and uh, there was a book about a, a drag queen in uh, in California, and then they were like, "That can't happen here," there because there's there's a story hour with Cali- with drag queens in California, and then librarians they accused of being pedophiles. Huh. Oh, so isn't fun. that nice? So according to Deborah Caldwell Stone, the director of the Office of Intellectual Freedom at the Library Association, she says. 
It represents an escalation, and we're truly fearful that at some point we will see a librarian arrested for providing constitutionally protected books on disfavored topics. They're being threatened with prosecution, attacked on social media, harassed for simply doing their jobs uh, by trying to meet the information needs of their communities. So anyway, the race to the bottom of pure and utter stupidity seems to be on a speed rail and there's groups like conservative groups like Moms for Liberty, which is leading mm. efforts to have books that they view as inappropriate removed from all schools. Oh and again, the irony is they're doing this yeah. under the guise of free speech. Liberty. Zero understanding of what speech is, how freedom works, or what liberty provides. Two things. If you are going to ban a book, you should provide a one-page book report on why mm. exactly you need it banned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Read it. Yeah, read it, and then let me know why you want to ban it. And then two, what is stopping me, a child of any of these people, from just going on my iPad or on right. any website and just reading the book? Right, exactly. Yeah, we all know when you make something illegal or forbidden for kids, it makes it even more alluring for them. It's like, oh, yeah, hmm, why'd you ban that book? And then Can you're going to go algebra. find it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange, right? As Ben pointed out, just Moms for Liberty, the Proud Boys, these, quote, you know, these First Amendment, quote unquote, idea ideas yeah. behind them but they're just they're doing the exact opposite they're limiting speech they are the snowflakes effectively that they're uh, proclaiming to hate and isn't it just a wonderful world where at this in this specific topic with book banning Moms for Liberty and the Proud Boys get to touch tips. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I've seen some porno. Oh, These moms oh. and their kids. Oh, my God. Oh. A match made in hell. You can see the Proud Boys and the Moms for Liberty just making eyes with each other. Just being like, mm, that's a nice one. That's a nice little Proud Boy right there. And the Proud Boy's like, mm, that's a milf. That's a gilf. I'd like to have sex with that. First gilf time gilf. any of them have been touched in probably three years. <laughs> my God. You know you have, uh, you know, the term politics and strange bedfellows. In this case, I think it's, um, you know, somebody got stuck in the washing machine and uh, Proud Boy's got to come and get her out. So it's disgusting. <laughs> you know you're doing something wrong if you look around and a bunch of people uh, are Proud Boys and you're like, oh, I think I'm in the wrong group. Right. And, mm. of course, the next group is Moms for Liberty, a group of women that are so sad and desperate and lonely for love, much like the Proud Boys, mm. that they can't handle the idea of anybody reading anything about a uh, person of a different culture perhaps having a good day. Mm. Anyway, so that's still happening all across the country as DeSantis continues the culture war ramp up. Mm-hmm. And Gavin Newsom has said that he's going to be running for president potentially if Joe Biden does it. The culture war stuff is going to be everywhere. Florida <sighs> versus California. And yep. then I think the vast majority of people are just like, can we have something closer to like, Nice parts of Kansas. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some legislation that I actually enjoy. So this is called the this is called the SIT Act. Ooh. Now, the SIT Act comes from New York City, a.k.a. New York State. And it would affect a lot of people in New York City. Now, this is, uh, of course, Hochul is the governor over there. Albany, there's some new legislation. And basically what it says is you should be allowed to sit at work if your job wouldn't be hindered with you sitting. Right. So if you're a cashier, for example, Mm -hmm. sit down. Why are you standing Mm. all day? Right. There's no Mm. need. The bill is called the Standing is Tiring Act, a.k.a. the Sit Act. I hate that, but it is what it is. (laughs) It works. It's a good pun. Standing is Tiring Act. It's like, anyway, doesn't really roll (laughs) off the tongue. No. 
But let's get some of these employees in roller chairs because they can do their jobs nonetheless. Assemblymember Karine uh, Reyes, a Bronx Democrat, is the bill's sponsor. And she says she knows firsthand how difficult it is to work on your feet all day. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of health problems that come with it. She says making accommodations for employees to have that option to perhaps stand or sit, whatever their duties allow them to. I think it's fair and I think it's humane and I have no problem with it. I mean, why you don't need to stand if you're a cashier and you're doing that all day. Right. It'll hurt your legs, stuff like that. So I'm fine with it. If you can mm -hmm. be sitting, I say take a seat. Now, of course, the flip side of that is many people work in offices where they're forced to sit. And I think they should be allowed to stand. Right. <laughs> because right. either standing all day or sitting all day, it bad for you. Both bad. I'm fine with it. Right. It's, it's yeah, a lot nice. of people saying sitting at work is the new smoking, basically. That's how bad it is for you right. to just do all day. I like this act because it gives all those chubby kids in gym class who can't hop the fence to escape the school shooter some hope that if they do survive, you do get to sit at a nice cushy job. And I do oh. mean cushy because the chairs have cushions. I mean, nice. Man. Anyway, so that's just a little bit. That's a, something mildly positive. Will it pass? Will a little it not? Bit. I don't know. I just feel like people work their fucking asses off. And if it can help their feet a little bit at the end of the day, I'm fine with it because it's more serious than that. Obviously, mm -hmm. it can lead to heart problems, mm -hmm. back problems, right. real medical issues that can cost you a hell of a lot more money than you're making at the job you're forced to stand at. Right. So if you can sit, sit down. I won't be offended. I always like to see people sitting any, anyway because then it makes me feel like I'm doing more exercise than them. So I say I'm not that bad. I like <laughs> that it, it to me it signals a little bit of a change from that consumerist capitalist. Like if you're if you're sitting, you're not working hard enough. You know, kind of if move, you can lean, right. you can clean. I hate that. I hate that. Right. Especially right. if you work at <laughs> one of these factories. You know, watching a series of dildos go down the conveyor belt. You don't have to be standing. You can sit. You can ah, see. I and do like the idea of a dildo factory. They got to be made somewhere, right? In yeah. a factory. Where do you think they mm. make them, Travis? Yeah, of course. You know, well, I just made? I want to know where the dildo factory is. Where they shipping all the dildo jobs overseas, and then they all they had to unionized. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, there you go. I, <laughs> I want to know where the last standing Union American dildo factory is, and I want to go there. I want to shake their hands and maybe uh, shake something else. <laughs> well. <laughs> Shake the dildo around a little bit. Yes. It's mostly older <laughs> women that mm -hmm. uh, make the dildos and all the sex dolls, all the torsos uh, oh. that people are then go to buy at El Dorado's, which is the porn store that's still open in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they, I think they get desensitized. But if I was one of those gals, oh, one fell off the conveyor belt, better take that one home. Have <laughs> yourself a little fun with it, you know? Yeah, it was on the floor for more than five seconds. We got to, quote, unquote, throw it away. Linda, use this for your next rap video. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I'm Linda Paulson, and I'm here to say I'm having an orgasm in the gayest way. I'm gay. <laughs> That was so Linda. good. That was really good. Yeah, I know. It turns out her album's dead. hot, y'all. iTunes. It is. Bunk it's cakes. really. It's called Bunk Cakes for Babes. That's yeah, it's really. It. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. All right. Well, let's play this sound of Charlemagne the God. Now, he's not a God. I don't think his name is Charlemagne, and he has a stupid show. And uh, I just want to play it because I want to have the conversation that I'm hearing this regularly, and I just want to, again, point out that Ron DeSantis is not a fucking genius. This is what got us here. This is what the... This is why the dumbing down of this country is... It is complete. Mission success. <laughs> We're dumber than ever before for this very reason. We congratulate morons for doing dumb shit mm -hmm. by saying politically, I think he was kind of snake. 
it's not smart. Being smart is having your state run properly, citizens right. being happy, and, you know, doing your fucking job. That's smart. And that's genius. This is not. But we can just play Charlemagne. Uh, and I actually wrote for one of his shows on MTV. He does believe in aliens. We had a fun little conversation about that. But he's like, oh. he's uh, he's kind of a troll. He's always been kind of a troll. Mm. That's what he does. That's why he gets right. like punched all the time. <laughs> um, but that's like his angle. He says, I, I tell it like it isn't. And then people say me, tell me I'm wrong. And then I say, you're no, you're no, you're my feelings. Don't, my facts don't care about your feelings. He's basically <laughs> uh, the Ben Shapiro of uh, hip hop radio, I suppose. Mm. I'm trying to think what the breakfast club is considered. I don't know. But anyway, let's just play Charlemagne the God and uh, we'll talk about it. For months, Republican governors have sent busloads of illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities like New York, D.C. and Chicago with the message of, if you like them so much, they're yours. Okay. Mm. well, just in time for Hispanic Heritage Month, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis upped the game by sending two plane folds of immigrants to the East Coast elite's favorite vacation island, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. I personally think it's genius. Mm. But I wish that governors like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott would give Democratic governors and mayors more of a heads up because then that would expose the hypocrisy of the Democrats, which is they don't want immigrants here either. All right. So point at the end, we do understand. I think he's attempting to say that people who say that they care about immigrants often don't. And of course, they do virtue signaling. Now, the Democratic Party can have a problem with virtue signaling. Both parties do it. Mm -hmm. However, the idea that what Ron DeSantis did is genius or smart or in any way points out any hypocrisy whatsoever other than the hypocrisy that DeSantis claims to be fiscally conservative as opposed to, but and in reality, spends 12 million right. taxpayer dollars right. for a publicity mm. stunt. That's the ultimate hypocrisy here. And as yeah. we saw with the people of Martha's Vineyard, with the representative that came out on the last episode, we played the sound from her. I think they're going to respond well. Right. What this is a chance. This is an opportunity for people who say that they're pro-immigration. I am to step up then mm-hmm. and say, "All right, let's let's create uh, facilities. Let's help these people get to work. Let's help these people right. um, assimilate into the culture. Right. Bring their own culture. Martha's Vineyard could use a little bit of funk. Mm, delicious. <laughs> so I hope that this. I hope that this actually backfires in DeSantis's face in the sense that people actually get treated with dignity. And of mm-hmm. course, Charlemagne completely forgets to bring up how corrupt and awful and how many lies these people were told mm-hmm. and how corrupt and awful the process was of getting them on these planes to an undisclosed location. So, again, he's just talking out of his ass to be controversial, which I guess worked. We're playing it on this show, even though I don't ah. think he needs our help. <laughs> um, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think uh, essentially the people of Martha's Vineyard have stepped up and and keep in mind, you know, Martha's Vineyard, sure, it may have some elitist allure. Barack Obama has a summer home there, but that's the thing. The elites only have their summer homes there, right? I was actually talking to some, right. some former Republicans here in Ohio, you know, Republicans who got so sick of the Republicans, they left the Republican Party. And even they were saying that, I mean, the vacation time's over, right? We're we're in September now. All right. the elites that DeSantis supposedly wants to offend or own 
aren't even at Martha's Vineyard anymore. It's the workers. It's the working class. The median salary of Martha's Vineyard is just like $70,000, which is, you know, just full-time workers who are in the service industry serving the elites who show up every summer. So it's another, again, it's just an empty political stunt, but he used actual human beings as, as pawns in this dumb scheme. And again, the, these former Republicans noted this as well. And obviously, Ben, you touched on it. This was taxpayer money that paid right, right. for the stunt. If you're any type of fiscal conservative in Florida, you should be saying, excuse me, why'd you throw my taxpayer dollars away on a big old stunt like this? And yes, I absolutely hope it backfires in Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis' face. And same with Greg Abbott when he, when he sent the bus load to Kamala Harris's house. Right. I mean, it's just so disgusting what these guys are doing. And, and you know, yeah, it's big government. They're just basically becoming big government. And if you really want to talk about flip sides, if you're going to have a... Uh forced abortion ban in this country than any every state every uh baby that can't uh, be afforded uh, mm. by the parent that is forced to by the mother that's forced to give the birth to them send them then right. send them to texas and right. see how texas enjoys that go to florida then see how they enjoy the influx of Ooh, uh, fetus migrants right all over the place and they're like well, this is too hard to handle it's right. a governor not doing his job passing the buck. I'm sorry, Texas, that you have to deal with certain immigration things that other states don't. You're on the fucking border. But it's also, you're on the border. When you're running for governor of Texas, you're a border state. Yes. You need to have policies in place that are unique to your state. Absolutely. Wisconsin has their own issues. Right. You know, again, (laughs) we need our wall on the northern border. I've said it before. But Wisconsin has different issues than than Texas. It would be like a Wisconsin governor during the middle of a snowstorm be like, we need plows. I didn't think about plows. It's a snow state. (laughs) And bitching at Texas because they don't have the plows. Exactly. Yes. So it is just not genius. It's an example of laziness. It's why we're here. It's why our politicians are so corrupt, so despicable. They hate us. Mm -hmm. These people hate us. Right. And this is more proof of that. Nothing genius about it. And I know he's just trying to get ratings because no one watches Comedy Central anymore. But it is disgusting. (laughs) And I hate that we're even entertaining this idea that like, maybe it's brilliant because he's owning. Uh, I'm so sick of everyone fucking owning everybody. Right. No one's the only people that are getting owned again, as Travis pointed out, are the working class people of Martha's Vineyard, the immigrants who are going there now. Right. And us. DeSantis didn't. No one's getting owned. Obama's fine. We're, Obama doesn't give a shit. You He's know, fine. Who, the people getting under the general public who are convinced that immigration is a bad thing. Exactly. Because we all know that Abbott and DeSantis and all of the Democrats love immigration. That's free labor for mm-hmm. them. The fact that they the, the broken immigration system is genuinely a cash cow for them. It's in their it's in their favor that the fight mm-hmm. keeps going on that, oh, Texas doesn't want them here. Ask anyone who's actually in Texas and they'll tell you that's not re- it's not a real problem. It's a made up. It's a made yep. up situation. It is that the whole mm-hmm. is just pushing this narrative to, again, separate us, divide us because divided we won't unite and mm-hmm. we let them keep winning. And of course, when it comes to crime, these are two separate uh, things, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're an undocumented person, you commit a crime, it's called a crime. Right. And you get arrested for yeah, it. Yeah. You still go to jail. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a waking freaking nightmare because you have no constitutional rights And then rights you get whatsoever. deported afterwards, by the way. Yeah. It only gets worse. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about the misnomer, the lie that the people who are coming over the border, other than certain nefarious people that will be doing things for um, national security reasons. Sure. They that's always coming the anyways. They would be coming, they would be coming anyways. 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 And the people that are coming over the border are escaping the violence and then, of course, right. it's just very sad because um, people 
blanket them with that same violence that's happening. Like if you're Venezuelan, they're like, you're Venezuelan, violent people. And I'm like, have you looked at American media lately? Have you looked at our country recently? Our friend Micah Fox, a fantastic comedian, uh, she pointed out during one of uh, after one of the shootings that we are if you listed the nation that we're coming from and you didn't know we were American, you'd be like, you can't come here. Right. Like, no, that's this is America. <laughs> right. We right, got bombings, right, right. we got shootings, <laughs> we teach our kids to jump the fences real young. And then you have hacks like, uh, you know, Charlemagne completely and utterly um, misunderstanding what intelligence is. DeSantis and Abbott are politically intelligent, but they're factual fucking morons and they're actual assholes. Yes. And they have way too much power. And all of this gamesmanship that we're supposed to be like tongue in cheek, cute, lol. Is disgusting. These are people. These are human beings. That's and right. DeSantis and Abbott, they both, I don't know if Abbott ever wants to uh, roll for president or not, but DeSantis certainly <laughs> does. And this right. is how he wants to do it. He wants to do it on the back right. again of demeaning immigrants, which we all are in this country le- legitimately. So right. Anyway. They just want to own the libs. And and to your guys' point, no one should be owning anybody that's been illegal since the 1860s of the 13th Amendment. But I think we all know white nationalists probably secretly just want to own people again. <laughs> Sad but true. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, just lastly, Donald Trump, he's back on the campaign trail. What happened here? So apparently there was Donald Trump is first of all, he's just going for Q. He sees it. He sees it as a base. He's it's just money. like Q. It's great money. idea. Beautiful. Whatever that impression is of him. I'm just so sick <laughs> of him. It's ridiculous. But anyway, people at his rally, they were seen holding up one finger. And I don't know. What the hell does it all mean? The, the people are just right. getting weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> like now we're in Trump 2.8 like support, like there are people that looked at everything that's happened and said, I think it's just too much. Now, granted, those people are sniffing around Ron DeSantis being like, maybe this is the fresh he's, meat. I like. He's what he knows what's up. He's neat. <laughs> Nonetheless, the people that are still diehard Trump supporters are really getting boiled down to the to the <laughs> absolute nuts. <laughs> so what is happening? Is is this QAnon uh, movement really going to move the needle for Donald Trump politically? I think it's truly something he's relying on now. Oh, sure. I mean, those are the folks who showed up on January 6th. There was the people that remember during the debate when they were like, will you denounce these people? He was like, stand back and stand by. He literally just, you know, quoted their, their, uh, their motto. Right. I mean, yeah, I think um, he, when he talks about, right, we played that clip on the last show, your Hugh Hewitt show. Hugh Hewitt. Where, 
Hugh Hugh. It's a Hughes Hugh of Hughes Hugh. Um, <laughs> that's who I think he is counting on. These these same people who show up, right? When he says, I think there'll be problems. I think there'll be big problems. What kind right. of problems? Oh, big problems. I can't tell you. They're so big. It's so bad. I can't even think of it. That's right. what he, I think, is referring to. He needs to have that threat of violence in the streets to hang over anyone who messes with them, whether it's the Department of Justice or if it's the New York uh, Attorney Generals, whoever's coming after him. Mm-hmm. That's what he needs. He needs these little Q people and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and what have you to essentially still make himself a threat. Because let's face it, if they go away, if they do go get behind Ron DeSantis, what does Trump have left? That's it. Yep. I, I agree 100% with Travis. It is about relevancy. Yep. He's just picking someone who's still willing to show up at his concerts, you know, who's willing to mm. click on his li- <laughs> yeah. click like on his on his posts. Yep. Because otherwise he knows he sees the writing on the wall that he's on his mm. way out. I feel it reminds me of a bar where one of the members of the bar or one of the regulars goes and gets sober. And then there's like one guy gone. And then the next guy, I got to mm. get sober. And by mm. the end of it, there's two 70 year old dudes that are the only hangers on left. And it just gets crazier <laughs> from there because their brain is riddled with alcohol poisoning. That's why we should have age limits for bars, not just to get in. <laughs> No minimum. To get out. Uh, you get out, you got to have an age limit, too. Yeah, there's nothing better than an old cranky drunk at a bar, though. You know they're <laughs> dying soon. Documents have also come out recently regarding the Proud Boys and what they've been uh, up to. They're oh. so freaking corny and so lame. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was a 23-page document, and it discussed how formal and how serious the proud boys are with quote their objectives and quote their rules of engagement so in this document it was obtained from the proud boys member and it was uh, reported on by a dude named andy campbell he was doing research for his new book we are proud boys how a right-wing street gang ushered in a new era of american extremism now in this book he talks about the lengths that the proud boys would go to and are going to to prepare for potentially violent encounters and then they're going to figure out how to cover their tracks Mm. which i have a feeling they're not going to do because (laughs) they put everything on social media and they're so proud of being so stupid Literally a printout. Literally a printout. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I love the idea of like, I think we're going to get away with it, guys. You think Mm. so? You're a proud boy. No, you're not. You're an idiot. (laughs) So the book talks how they had a strategic security plan. They have a call to action that would summon all the proud boys uh, to a pro-Trump mega march. Uh, That was going to be scheduled in New York. So these people are out there. They're organized. I mean, they're stupid as all get out. But as we know, stupid people cause a lot of damage in this country, in this world. And that's my ultimate fear is just how a dumb person can ruin your life, no matter how hard you work to get smarter or better or whatever. It's just some freaking moron who doesn't even jerk off because he thinks touching his own cock is gay. You're not wrong. It's all true. <laughs> That's the worst part. Sounds like you're doing a satire of the right wing, but it's literally their proud boy QAnon anthem. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so pathetic. And they also think it's gay to have sex with women. Yeah, those are normies, oh. Ben. Only that. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's normies. <laughs> There's a dude named Randy Ireland. Uh, he's the president of the group's New York branch. It's the Hell's Gate Bridge chapter. That's what it's called. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's Hell's Gate Bridge. Cool. Yeah, that's so cool. 
So uh, according to Campbell, he says, chapter leaders like Randy can create their own events, run independently of each other. Enrique Terrio and others, of course, Enrique is the leader and other leaders are in prison. But these are the guys who are going to continue doing what they were doing. So there you go. It's officially a, it's officially a game being led by the inside. They really did it. Congratulations, white guys. You really or I guess I guess some Hispanic guys. I guess I just realized <sighs> Rock Terrio, it, it's Enrique. Oh yeah. my God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh, talk <laughs> about <laughs> denial. <laughs> anyway, so when Trump talks about that or when he discusses how everyone should stand back and stand by, and I know that's an older quote now, but we're seeing it at the rallies. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is going to be the constituents that he's pandering to, and the constituents that he's pandering to have plans to go and Cause acts of violence all over the country. Right. And that makes them insurrectionists, which, according to our Constitution, post the Civil War, means they're not allowed to hold public office. And, of course, um, mm. any crimes they commit against the government are, are essentially treason at this point. So if that's, you know, if Trump's really going to go that route, I guess that always was his strength. It was just, you know somebody calls him something and he's like, you know what? You're right. And then he owns it. And so yeah. he's just going full treasonous insurrectionist. And that's his uh, campaign slogan for 2024. As we've talked on episodes in the past, uh, they do run for office and win as well. Mm-hmm. Members of the yeah. Proud Boys. Um, but the they don't keepers. rap. They don't have any cool rap videos. No. Although the J- Wait, the J.R. Majewski fellow from Toledo, Ohio, yeah, he was he at that rally with Trump. He was also there in January 6th. And he did have a rap video. So I stand corrected. In fact, him and Linda, I think they just dropped a dual track. Check it wow, out, people. My Bunk God. cakes for days. That's what they're called. Isn't that fantastic? It's called Prozac and Stand Back. Um, Perfect. Anyway, just lastly, an NBC News poll released on Sunday found that 34% of registered voters said they had a positive view of Trump. But for the first time, uh, his negative view is above 50% at 54%. So as the we first know, time. That's astounding. It's for the first time. Yeah, basically, it's been tracked for the first time, especially at 54%. Um, and as we know, negative ratings tend to be more indicative of how someone's going to vote than positive ratings because mm. that's American politics right now so anyway that's the first time that that's happened and we will see as time goes forward if it's going to be newsom and desantis Mm. taking on one another and speaking of poll of the polls and voting i um i heard recently on the internet on the tiktok where the kids are been that a lot of people are getting vogue um sorry purged from voter registration oh yeah so just um i wanted to all our voters all our listeners who vote make sure you check that you're registered to vote you know things are happening in texas and coming up and everything go to vote.org make sure that if you are make sure mm-hmm. that you're still registered to vote so that you can get your register you know your voting card and everything just thought i'd uh, put a public service announcement out there about well that. fantastic yeah. oh. and i'll throw a public service announcement out there as well assuming this episode drops before wednesday september 21st that evening ladies and gentlemen the haslam's The owners of the Browns and the owners of my favorite boyhood soccer team, Columbus Crew, are holding a fundraiser for Mr. J.D. Vance at downtown Columbus out in the Columbus (laughs) Athletic Club. So we are doing a crew fans and Browns fans protest outside to take on the billionaires who want this psycho J.D. Vance to be our senator for some reason. It will be at 3.30 p.m. outside of the Columbus Athletic Club in downtown Columbus, Ohio. 
We will be there with the head pack team and Mike DeSwine, our giant pig costume Mike DeSwine as well. <laughs> and then uh, after we protest and tell the billionaires what we think of their agenda and Mr. J.D. Vance, we will be marching uh, to a fundraiser for Mr. Tim Ryan, who is also running for Senate. And he's just a worker guy. Uh, he's a Democrat, but you know what? He is a working person from a working class town, Youngstown, Ohio. And he's done a hell of a lot more for Ohio than J.D. Vance ever has. So if anyone's in Columbus, Ohio, feel free to join us to take on the Haslam's because the Browns suck, but the Haslam's suck more. All right, there you go. You got to be pretty bad to be worse than the Browns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We'll be back a little bit later on. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.